Podmoth. Can I start it again? Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Future is Bright, question mark. I am Lindsay. I am Bridget. We've decided we're not giving any bullshit in this. Yeah. Because this is a big case. Yeah. And Bridget wants to try to fit it into one episode. Hopefully. So we are not going to bullshit, which yeah. is good news for you guys, because who the hell wants to listen to our bullshit? Nobody. Not a single person. Right. Not a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go ahead. I will wow. call, quiet down. We're 36 <laughs> seconds in and we're starting already. I think that's a new record. I'm proud of us. Somebody should call the that's podcast, That's really please, good. Yeah, because we don't really have news anyway. No, I don't with. have anything to talk about. So maybe the stickers will be on sale shortly. Maybe. Check out the success on that. Yeah. I will probably put it on Instagram, so. Great. We'll just, we'll stick at that. All right. All right. I just, I have to get to at least a minute because it feels weird. Okay. Okay, I can start now. Okay. Okay, great. Now we're good. Bridget had to clear her throat. She's (laughs) chugging water, apparently. Yeah. Two bottles of water a day. Alright. Well, smart water, not regular bottles of water. Which is huge ones. They're like 64 ounces, right? Something like that. 32. 32 plus 2 is 64. Look at me. Good job. Yeah. That's what I, that's my mission then. Oh, sorry, I'm bullshitting. Ronnie wanted me to, yeah. 64. 64 ounces of water. Is that two of the hydro flasks? Yes. Because nine hydro flasks is 32, 32. ounces. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Alright. Anyway. We just can't not. not. <laughs> it's like, it's like a problem. <laughs> it's fine. Like, we've been with each other for like three and a half Literally. hours now, and we still can't just shut the fuck up. It's fine. Off. Whatever. Okay. I'm gonna read from my paper now. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Hey, Twisted listeners. I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva. And we are Twisted Listers, a weekly podcast about murder. And lists. Each week we choose a new topic and we cover 10 cases all under that common theme. We've done incredible fun topics like family annihilators. Cannibals. Killer grandmas. And we've also done survivor stories for those of you that like a more uplifting tale. So if this sounds like your kind of party, join us every Monday wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So yeah, we hope you tune in. And we hope that you stay off our lists. Bye. All right. So I'm just going to start. Okay. So. Well, we didn't say who we're doing. Yeah, I'm just going to start. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So. Take guesses. Yeah. Until they already know what it is. They clicked on it. But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, I'll just title it something like else and then they won't even take a guess that's a good name there you go okay all right (laughs) okay so on december 11 1978 15 year old robert peast or peist was working his shift at uh nissan pharmacy when he overheard somebody mention that he was hiring teenage boys to help with contracting work at five dollars per hour this was more than double what Robert was making at the pharmacy, so he wow. immediately, like, ears perked up, Man. became interested. As the man left the store, Robert's mother arrived to pick him up and go home to celebrate his mother's birthday. 
He asked his mother to wait for him because, quote, some contractor wants to talk to me about a job. Okay. He left the store at around 9 p.m. and would never return to his mother. When he failed to come back to his family, um, his, like, when he failed to come back, his family filed a missing persons report. Okay. When the police asked the mother what happened, she told him that he had said that he was going to talk to a contractor about a job. When the police talked to the pharmacy owner and told him that this kid went missing, the owner said that a contractor had been in there, um, that night giving him remodeling prices. Okay. And the contract, the pharmacy owner gave the man the name John Wayne Gacy. Oh, shit. He gave the full name right away? Yeah. Oh, We knew who he was. Alright. So, we're gonna rewind real far back. So, John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago on March 17th, so St. Patrick's Day. Oh, shit, coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, wow. Well, for us coming up. Right, for, for you this, guys, it's already passed. Yeah, last. Happy birthday, Mom, sorry. Oh, yeah. That's her mom. Yeah. Happy birthday mom. to my granddad, too. Oh, happy birthday, everyone. Great. Except for John Wayne Gacy, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, fuck you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, so, uh, he was born March 17th, 1942. It's also my cousin's birthday. Is Sorry. it? Yeah. A lot of people born yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I don't know if his birthday's. Or is it just in March? No, it's definitely the 17th. I know it's right around my mom's, okay. so I don't know. I yeah. think it's the 17th. All right. Somewhere yeah. around then. Yeah. They're old. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's birthday was. I know. And happy birthday, Jimbo. Yeah. How could we forget? Okay. Anyway. okay. Jesus, we <laughs> cannot. <laughs> One birthday. We're right. off on a fucking tangent. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so he was one of three children and was the only boy of the family. Okay. He was born to John Gacy Sr., who was a mechanic, and and Maureen, or Morrison Robinson, who was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, so we're gonna, like, feel bad for John Wayne Gacy for the next, like, three pages of my notes. Okay. But then we're just gonna remember that he's a serial killer in the back of our heads. It's the type where you feel bad for him as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's, like, nature versus yeah. nurture. And then we're gonna, like, revert to, like, right. fuck this guy. Okay. Okay. Alright. So I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. So Gacy was very close to his mother. By the way, I just keep calling him Gacy from now on because Fine. victims have the name John, so I got confused. Right. Okay. So... He was very close to his mother and sisters, but him and his father had a very bad relationship. His father was an alcoholic and very abusive towards him, his mother, and his sisters. His father would physically abuse him, and one of his earliest memories is his father beating him with a belt for accidentally touching parts of an engine that he was working on. okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, He would also verbally abuse him and call him things like sissy, dumb and stupid, and a mama's boy. Mm. Which, like, not really insults, but, like, whatever. okay. Um, like, bad insults, if you ask me. Gacy states that despite all of this, he still loved his father. He just never felt good enough for his father, so he wanted to, like, impress him, obviously. Right. Uh, so in 1994, this is, like, the first glimpse of, like, things to come. Gacy and another boy were caught sexually assaulting a young girl. His father found out about this and beat him with a razor strap, which oh. is, like, a leather or, like, wooden, sh- like, thing right. with a razor attached to it. <gasps> oh, yeah. shit. Um, that same year, according to Gacy, a family friend would molest Gacy in his truck. Um, oh, boy. Gacy never told his father about this because he thought that his father was going to blame him or call him, like, gay or something oh, like that. Oh, my God. So... 
he had, like, a lot of health issues as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the fourth grade, he would just black out for, like, no reason, just pass out. Oh, my God. Uh, he was hospitalized several times for this, and between the ages of 14 and 18, he spent about, like, a year, like, added up total mm-hmm. in and out of the hospital, which caused him to miss a lot of school, so right. he never graduated high school. Aww. Um... He never had one specific diagnosis of what he had, but his father thought that he was just faking everything for attention and sympathy. But his mother and sister never doubted that, like, he had anything wrong with him. Yeah. So at the age of 18 in 1960, Gacy became very involved in politics, and he worked as an assistant precinct captain for a a Democratic Party in his area. Oh. So he was very charming, he was good at talking to people, and people really liked him in the political world, so like, kind of like a Ted Bundy situation. Right. Nice. Um, people in, like, that party knew of him, um, and at the time that he said, like, people said that, like, if he would have kept doing what he was doing, Mm -hmm. he would have had a very promising career ahead of him in the political world. Oh, okay. Um, and his father basically called him a bitch for being a Democrat, and (laughs) didn't approve of that, because why the fuck not? (laughs) Like, why? That's such a random thing to call someone a bitch Like, why aren't, like, like, they're (laughs) to believe. It's just we can't have nice things here. (laughs) Um, about the same time his father bought him a car... Okay. Which, like, you don't approve of anything, but, like, you bought him a car. car. Like, okay, bet. Whatever. Weird. Um, he made John pay off the car, um, until he paid it off, like, his dad held the title for it. Okay. Uh, his father would randomly take away the keys, and also if he didn't do something that, like, his father told him to do, he would also take away the keys, so he couldn't go anywhere. That's, like, the worst thing in the whole world. Yeah. Um, but Gacy, like, wasn't stupid. He got smart and made a second set of the keys. But whenever, but, like, his father found out about it, because he was like, yo, I have the keys, but you're still driving. Right. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) So his father took the distributor cap off of his car. Which is, like, the thing that makes ignition happen in the engine. So he literally could not go anywhere. Okay. Um, and he kept it for three days. Nice. Once his father gave him back the cap, Gacy was like, yo, fuck you, Mm -hmm. and went to Vegas, so he drove from Chicago to Vegas. Um, when he got there, he actually ended up in the hospital for one of, like, the health issues that he had. But while he was there, he managed to talk his way into getting a job as an ambulance driver. How the fuck? I don't know, it was the 60s. (laughs) Alright. So he worked as an ambulance driver for a short period of time, and then eventually got a job at a mortuary. Okay. And as a mortuary attendant, he actually got a place to stay through that job, but the place to stay was on a cot behind the embalming room. Oh my god. Yeah. Where all the fumes he smelled? Where, like, where, like, they, like, treat dead people to decompose yeah. slower. Yeah, there. Holy shit. So there's that. Okay. Uh, so he was, like, dead people pretty early on. Love that. Um... He worked there for about three months, but then, like, this little incident happened. Okay. So, one night, when no one was there, he got one of the coffins, which was, which, like, had, like, a deceased teenage male in it, Mm -hmm. and ended up, like, hugging and, like, touching the body, and then he realized then that he was, like, into teenage boys and, like, kind of dead people. Oh! (laughs) Oh! Your face! 
Christ. <laughs> I was like, teenage boys, okay, because he was still young, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He, he was, was like, a teen. Yeah, he was like 19 or 18. Okay. That, I was like, okay, that's normal. Once you said dead people, I'm like, mm. Yeah. Can't relate. Yeah, yeah, no. But we're talking teenage boys, like, 15. Oh, so then... Not just, the same yeah. age as him. And that they don't change in age. Oh. As he gets older. down the line. Yeah. Oof. Um, so, yeah. So, the oh. day after that happened, he was like, okay, like, can't work there anymore. Right. Which, like, low-key responsible. Right. I Actually being like, okay, like, I, I can't, can't do, do this right now. Right. So, Smart. he called his mom and was like, mom can I come home? And his mom was like, dad, can he come home? And dad was like, I don't give a shit. So he came back and he drove back to Chicago. So once he got back to Chicago, he rolled in a business college, even though he didn't graduate high school, which like, imagine going to college, not having graduated high school. No. Like, okay, bet. No, graduating high school made me grow up. Yeah, same. I was like, "Mm, okay. Okay, great. Wow. Okay. Um, so he graduated college in 1963 and got a job as a manager for a shoe store called Nunbush Shoe Company. And he got transferred to Springfield, Illinois, where he, like, flourished as, like, a salesperson. Oh, good for him. He was a great salesman and he was, like, really had, like, a talent for, like, selling things. Right. He had, like, the personality for it. Okay. He also joined this group called the Jaycees. Which is, like, a leadership training organization, and it basically focuses on, like, business development, management skills, community skills, making connections, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, he worked really hard for them, and was well-liked overall, and, like, he was, like, really hard-working, like, like, at that time. Around the same time that he joined the Jaycees, he also had his second, um, homosexual experience. I don't like saying that, but, like, whatever. I don't know what else to say. Right. Um, he and somebody from the JCs got drunk and Gacy invited over, like, invited over to, like, the guy's house. Right. Um, and the dude that he was with gave him, like, a, like, a BJ. Okay. So, like, That's very uncomfortable for you to say, I know it. Yeah, it's also, like, written in, like, lowercase letters, so I got confused, like. (laughs) I was like. No, I like a blowjob. Right. I sucked him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what all right. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel bad that, like, it, he had, like, it has to be seen that this was his second one. Like, yeah. Why can't this just be normal? <laughs> well, it, it, like, I think the only reason why it was stated that it was, like, his second one is because, like, that's a common trend, right. like, in the bed okay. years. Like, it's Got a, it. it's a reason. Got like, it. later okay, on. Okay, okay. Um, in 1965, he was named the third most outstanding JC in the whole state, and was, uh, promoted to vice president of the organization. Oh, shit, good for him. Um, in 1964, he got married to a co-worker named Marilyn Myers, and her father happened to have, like, bought three KFCs in Waterloo, Iowa. Wow. So knowing that Gacy was good at managing and sales, her father asked the couple to move there, and asked Gacy if he could manage the stores, which he did happily, because they got to live in her parents' house that was there, oh. and he made money. Right. So, um... I'm, I just googled what he looked like, sorry. Oh, yeah, he's... What? Sorry, is there a clown coming up in... Ugh, I fucking hate clowns, man. 
so you don't know this? No, I don't know anything about okay. John Wayne Gacy. Okay, He's okay. like one of the one serial killers that I don't know like pretty much anything okay. about. Um, so at this point he like is working for the KFCs and we go from like, oh, poor My guy aunt. to like, okay, you're He's a fucking psycho. Fucked up. Okay. Yeah. So got it. So during his time in Iowa, he opened up a quote club in his basement. Where the employees of KFC could drink and play pool. Mm-hmm. And just a side note, most of these employees were, like, Under teenagers. Age. Right. So, during this time, he would get these teenage boys drunk, make sexual advantages towards them, and if they were like, like, fuck no, like, fuck you, right. he would pass it off as he was joking or testing their morals. Oh, testing their morals, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the 60s, right. so, like... Um, Weird. Yeah. So, in 1966, his wife gave birth to his son, and in 67, she gave birth to his daughter. Um, he later says that, um, that, like, this point in his life was, like, perfect. Like, he had his family, his father was proud of him at this point Mm -hmm. because he had his family and he, like, had a job and everything like that. Right. Um... His father, at this point, actually apologized to him for the years of emotional and physical abuse, saying that he was, quote, wrong about him. Alright. So, there's that. Um, which, like, doesn't excuse anything that he did, but, like, you know, whatever. So, in Waterloo, I don't know why, but every single time I talk on the podcast, my nose gets itchy. I, you know, I noticed that last podcast, too. Every single time. That's weird. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway. Maybe because you don't talk that much in, like, Maybe, person, but, so like, like, right here, like, gets itchy, and it's, like, it's weird. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Interesting. Just <laughs> point that out. Um, so in Waterloo, he also joined the Jaycees and developed the same reputation as he did in, right. um, wherever, Illinois. Um, only this time, the guys, like, that were in it, like, weren't great, like, people. Mm-hmm. They were very involved in wife swapping, prostitution, drugs, and alcohol. Okay. So. I'm shocked that this is a thing that's, like, in two different places. Like, I've never heard of the JC. Me either. I don't know if, like, it exists now. Probably not. But. but it reminds me almost, like, of the Boy Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> like. For, like, adults. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But. I thought for sure, like, it was something. I don't think, I don't know if it's anything now, okay. but. It, it was in, like, different states. Because, right. like, he moved around. Yeah. And was still which a part is surprising to me. Yeah. So. In 1967, Gacy invited one of the JC's, like, members' son, who was 15, to his Uh house to watch some porn or whatever, and during this, Gacy gave him a lot of alcohol, showed him the porn, but then also convinced him to have mutual oral sex by saying, quote, you have to have sex with a man before you start having sex with women. Interesting. Yeah, and, like, you're 15, so, like, and it's the 60s, sex ed wasn't a thing, so it's, like, how right. the fuck are you supposed to know that, like... You know what I'm thinking? Did he do this to his son, too? No. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, in the next couple of months after this incident, he would abuse other kids, one of who he literally made him have sex with his wife. Oh. And then they... He was, like, if you fucking tell your dad, I'll tell you... I'll tell your dad that you had sex with my wife. So, like, blackmailed him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Why was the wife okay with this? <sighs> Fuck that. Oh, okay. She probably wasn't, but... Right, but still. 
Uh, he also literally managed to convince that the these teenage like boys mm-hmm. to perform like these acts because he justified it as being a part of a scientific experiment that he was doing, and he would pay them fifty dollars. Oh, so he literally prostituted out children. Quite literally, yeah. Right. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> In March of 1986, the original boy that he had abused, Mm -hmm. um, reported what happened to his father, and his father told the police, obviously. Yeah. And the police arrested Gacy and charged him with performing oral sodomy and attempted assault of another boy. Okay. Um, Gacy was like... Uh, no, I didn't do that. Right, that wasn't course. me. Yeah. And, like, publicly and, like, adamantly was like, I didn't do that. Alright. Um, he said, basically, the only reason that the father said this, like, mm-hmm. the kid's dad said right. this, was, like, po- like political. Of course. Right. So. And um, it probably worked, too. Yeah, because several of the JCs ra- like rallied with Gacy in support of, of him. Yeah, and in May of that year, he was officially charged uh, with sodomy, despite his efforts to plea his innocence. Nice. So he was charged. Okay. So leading up to the trial for this, Gacy got one of his employees to go find the boy that like got assaulted mm-hmm. and physically assault him to get him not to testify against Gacy. Okay. Wow. So Gacy gave this guy $300, mm. this guy lured the kid into a park, maced him, and then beat him, so... Wow. Just so he wouldn't testify against okay. him. Okay. So obviously... Did it work? No, the kid oh. reported it to the police. Right. Okay. Like, smart kid <laughs> Yeah. And because the guy that Gacy hired was also an employee, like, right. he knew who he was... So he was able to give a name, mm-hmm. and so the police went to the guy, and the guy was like, uh, not me, Gacy hired me, like, don't fucking put, right. put this on me. And Gacy then got charged with hiring to assault and intimidate. Wow. Okay. So. Didn't even know that was a thing. Me either. Interesting. <laughs> apparently it is. Okay. Uh, so, Gacy was ordered to do a psych evaluation, and the doctors concluded he had antisocial personality disorder, which is also known as being a psychopath. Yep. Okay. Uh, he stated that therapy, like, the doctor stated that therapy probably wouldn't help him, and that his behavior is likely to repeat if he is keeping, like, with, like, in the social setting. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was competent to stand trial. So he was psychopath, Psychopath, but he knew what he was doing, basically. The worst kind of psychopath. Exactly. (laughs) So on November 7th, 1986, Gacy pled guilty to the sodomy charge, but not the other charge. He was convicted of one charge and sentenced to 10 years in uh, state penitentiary. Okay. The day he was convicted, his wife filed for divorce. I was gonna, I was literally just gonna say, where is his wife yeah. and kids? So literally, she took the house, she took full custody of the kids, and that was the last time that he Damn. ever saw her or the kids ever good again. Good for her. So there's that. Shit. Like, really good for yeah. her in the long run. Um, so in prison, he was like, a big deal. Okay. He was a model prisoner. In his first year, he got a job as a head cook. Mm. He joined the inmate JC group, which, like... What the fuck? Exactly. How is that a thing? <laughs> exactly. I, that makes no sense. Like, I literally, what? I have written next to it, like, what the fuck, but okay. How? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? But it's a thing, apparently. All right. Um, 
And he increased the membership of the JC group from 50 people in jail to 650 people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, he also, like, deadass made a plan and oversaw the building of a miniature golf course in the prison's rec yard. How the fuck? Like, what? That's pretty sick, I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) So... He was denied parole in June 1969. Okay. Um, and to get, like, good or, like, good whatever standings right. for his next hearing mm-hmm. to get parole in May 1970, okay. he completed 16 high school classes and graduated. Damn. Good for him. I guess. So well, in, yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, also you're in jail. What else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So on Christmas in 1996, his father died and oh. he was like super, don't, oh. Well, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like him. Sorry. <laughs> we don't like him and yeah. we don't like this right, guy. Right, right, so. yeah. No, like, you don't know, know what I was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> so he was like really hurt by like his passing mm-hmm. and he literally fell to the floor sobbing when he was told the news. But he was denied leaving the prison to go to his funeral. Good. Exactly. Good. So, on June 18th, 1970, Gary C. was granted parole with 12 months of probation, meaning that he only served 18 months of a 10-year sentence. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The 70s were a crazy time. Yeah. Um, and, like, side note, like, the doctors and psychologists literally said that he would be a repeat offender. Oh, uh-huh. But we were just like... 18 months? Good enough. You're fine. Oh my god. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and you literally assaulted a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, come on. For no reason. Because <laughs> you did something wrong in the beginning. Exactly. Like, what? So, sick. So, his parole stated that he must go back to Chicago and live with his mother, and he also had a 10 p.m. curfew. Okay. So, he got a job at a restaurant as a cook and said, quote, I will never go back to jail. Yeah, okay. Didn't hold up right. to that standard. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, didn't hold up to that standard, like, a long time after that. Right. But didn't hold up to that Stanford standard literally, like, a few months later. Oh, Because nice. on February 12th, 1971, he was charged with sexually assaulting a teenage boy, but the court dismissed this because the boy never showed up. Oh, of course. And then on June 22nd, 1971, he was arrested and charged again with aggravated assault and sexual battery. Okay. Um, this was because he got a police- the police got a complaint from another boy. Okay. That Gacy had, um, flashed a police badge at him, uh-huh. got him into the car, and pervor- and forced him to, like, perform oral sex. Nice. But again, the charge was dropped because the kid tried to- blackmail Gacy for this afterwards. Oh. So they were like, he like blackmailed Gacy. Like, he used what happened to blackmail him, so the court was like, alright, well, you're just using this then. Okay. Um, and like, the crazy thing about all of this is that the parole officer never knew any of it happened. What? So, eight months later, he was taken off parole and his criminal record was sealed. Oh. Why was it sealed? Because it was. That's weird. Yeah. That's so suspicious. now, like, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. weird. That's yeah. That's suspicious. Yeah. Very. So, that. Okay. 
Interesting. So after he was taken off parole, he moved to 8213 West Somerdale Avenue in Chicago. Okay. And the only reason I'm saying the whole address is because this is, like, the house. Oh. Like, the John Wayne Gacy oh. house. Like, it's the house. Um, oh, and if you know nothing about this, you don't know what that means, but right, you'll but know in, like, yeah. a page. <laughs> yeah. So he established, um, uh, in 1971, a small contracting business called PDM, which stood for Painting, Decorating, and Maintenance. <laughs> That's a funny name. <laughs> Clever. Um, he at first worked part-time there and part-time as the cook, but once the contracting business kind of took off, yeah. he left being a cook and just did okay. the contracting thing. All right. In 1972, he became married to Carol Hoff. She had two daughters from a previous marriage, and they all moved into his house. What the fuck? How did it- how? Well, I guess they- the wife didn't know about it. No. Okay. So this marriage was, like, real fucking weird. Okay. But they were married for three years, and then in 1975, he told her that he was bisexual. Okay. They had sex on Mother's Day- and then he literally, to her face, said, this is the last time we will ever have sex afterwards. Interesting. So, and then okay. he just, like, stopped coming home at night due to, quote, working late. And she also noticed that he was bringing teenage boys into the garage. She found gay porn and also found, like, random guys' IDs in the house. Interesting. Okay. So she was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And he was like fuck you, don't worry about it. Like, don't talk about oh, stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And basically they got divorced. Okay. Um, but she was still living in the house till 1976. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, when he got divorced, he was like, we're done with the women. Mm. Um, but she didn't say anything to anybody, but she probably should have said something about the IDs and about the boys in the garage. Yeah. Because, like, Hello. we're gonna get to it in a second. Yeah. Um, but first, let's talk about the reason why everybody knows John Wayne Gacy, the clown thing. Yeah, what the fuck is that? So this is a big thing. So he was a member of, like... Another fucking random ass club. Of a club. (laughs) And through that club, he became aware of the Jolly Joker Clown Club. That's a fucking thing? It was. And basically, they performed at fundraising events, parades, and volunteered at children's hospitals. Oh my god. This is where he created his famous character, Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown. Oh, I've heard of that. Which, if you look it up, that's the pictures that you saw. Um, apparently Pogo the Clown was, like, a fun clown, and Patches the Clown was a more serious clown. I fucking hate clowns, no matter what. I don't know what what the fuck a serious clown means, but apparently that's Ew, what the fuck? So he would regularly do events and parties and whatnot as the clowns. He would Oh my do... god, Pogo the Clown is so scary. Yeah. Sorry. I literally have- Jimmy gave me a sticker of, like, a painting that John Wayne Gacy did of Pogo the Clown, and it's just in my room on my fucking dresser. <laughs> it's in black and white, though, so it's not in color. Yeah. God, I hate that. <laughs> but, um, anyway. So- he would regularly do events and parties and whatnot as these clowns and then stay in the clown stuff and go get a drink at a bar before going home. Oh. But, like, weird detail, but, like, I just thought that was a weird thing to... Yeah. And this is the reason he's known as the killer clown. It's because he had this job while killing. But, like, it's kind of, like, a misconstrued thing about the case because it was, like, 
everybody knows him as being like this clown right. guy, but like that really had nothing to do with yeah. anything. Yeah, just that was that he just did happened his free time. to be like something. That I mean, he did. let's be real. Being a fucking clown is weird in itself. Yeah, like no, it's weird zero, for sure. Zero out of ten. And it's like when people in the media like finds out that you were a party clown and you also happen to kill people, right, you're gonna take it and run. Yeah. With it, so. Oh yeah. I get it, but, like, it really had nothing little, to yeah, do with anything. No. Okay, so, now we get into the, the good good. Oh, the good bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, since starting PDM, his, like, contacting thing, uh-huh. um, he mainly hired high school students and young men, um, just to, like, preface all this. Okay. Uh, so this is, the only reason why that's important is because some of his victims were working for him or, like, promised a job by him. So that's how he, like, got some of these people. Okay. Um, he also, like, had victims he knew, random people off the streets, he would grab people by force or convince him to get in their car. Right. So I'm gonna give you an overview of, like, the usual, like deal because okay. everything's kind of the same and I didn't want to repeat it 9,000 right. times right. and then I'll get into like specifics. Right. Okay. So he would usually get people to go to his home. Mm-hmm. When I say people I mean always young men. Okay. Uh, there was like I think two that were like adults but adults like, like 20. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by inviting them for drinks, drugs, or simply just like would gain their trust and like remember but that like, he hey, was like over. yeah he was like a good okay. talker so right. he would usually perform his quote handcuff trick oh which was a staple of what he did he would get a pair of handcuffs to show them a magic trick and say it was a part of the clown thing interesting uh he would handcuff himself behind his back and then release himself with a key that was hidden in between his fingers and be like ta-da and then he would be like you try it and i'll show you how i do it and then he would put the handcuffs on them they would struggle to get out obviously because they're handcuffs and then he would be like oh okay but you see the trick is you have to have the key but he would still have the key and now they're stuck Oh my gosh. So when he would have them restrained, he would then proceed to rape and torture them before murdering them. Common ways of torture included burning them with cigars, making them pretend to be a horse, and he would sit on their back and pull up on them with reins that he made. Oh. Sexually assault them with objects. Uh, He would sometimes handcuff their ankles to like a wooden plank, like one ankle on each end of the thing. Wow. And sometimes he would drag his victims into the bathroom and drown them in the bathtub, but revive them just before they died to keep assaulting them. Wow, that's vicious. So that's a thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, He would then most of the time kill them. By placing a rope tourniquet around their neck and tightening the rope with a hammer handle, and he called this the, quote, rope trick. Nice. And would often say to his victim, quote, this is my last trick. Which, like, I guess he was kind of, when you think about it, playing into the clown thing, because, like... Yeah, but, like, way too... Kind of very creepily. I don't like that at all. Basically. So, for all of his victims, after his, like, their deaths... They would, he would store them under his bed. Um, okay. I assume that he would, like, partake in, like, necrophilia. Right. Because why else are you putting them right. there? Right, yeah. And then he would um, bury them in his crawl space or other parts of the house, which is why the house is so important. Oh. 
and pour quicklime on them, which would make them decompose faster. Wow. And sometimes he took his victims into his garage to embalm them because he knew how to do that because right, he worked he at worked the place. Right, because he worked in the... Wow. Right. Shit. Um, now keep in mind when I say all of the rest of this, I know I th- think I say this like six more times because okay. I just like couldn't like right. fathom, okay, yeah. that this is all coming from Gacy. So this is all what I'm oh. saying isn't like, oh, the police thought, no, the police knew because Gacy told them everything. Why? Because he was proud of it because he's fucking crazy. Okay. All yeah. Right. So he literally admitted to everything. So everything that I'm going to say is fact. Like it's Interesting. a fact. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So his first known murder was on January 3rd, 1972. So on January 2nd, after a family party, Gacy drove to the Civic Center to see a display of ice sculptures, like, early in the morning. Okay. While he was driving, he came upon 16-year-old Timothy McCoy from, uh, he was, like, waiting at a bus stop. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, while he was waiting, uh, he, like, lured, like, Timothy into his car He learned that Timothy was traveling from Michigan to Nebraska. Gacy was like, hey, let's, like, go see some, like, Chicago stuff. Which they did. And then they went back to Gacy's house. He basically told him that he could stay the night and he would bring him back to catch the bus the next day. The next morning, okay. Gacy claims that the following morning he woke up to Timothy standing in his bedroom with a kitchen knife. Oh. Gacy jumped out of bed and this is when Timothy put his hands up to surrender but tilted the knife um, like, as Gacy came at him. Okay. So he ended up cutting Gacy's arm oh. with the knife. And clearly Gacy was like, no, okay. no, no. So he twisted Timothy's wrist to get the knife out of his hand. He hit his head against the wall and kicked him against the dresser. Timothy actually kicked back at him and kicked him in the stomach, like, real hard. Wow. Gacy then grabbed Timothy, pinned him to the floor, and stabbed him over and over and over again. Huh. Um... He buried Timothy in his crawl space and poured concrete over it, and he later said that he was drained after killing him. However, he experienced a crazy orgasm as he listened to him die and knew that death and killing was the end-all be-all for him. Wow. Okay. So. That is fucking a lot. Yeah. And just a side note, police think that, like, Timothy was, like, making, like, food for Gacy for, like, that next morning, so he thinks that they, he were coming into his room, like, just happened to be holding a kitchen right. knife, because the, like, table was set for two people, and oh, there was, like, food on, so, like, oh he wasn't God. coming in to, like, try yeah. and, like, stab, stab. that was kind of confused me at first, that's yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, he wasn't, like, trying to kill him, he just probably happened to walk into a bedroom, right. like, with the, a, a knife in his hand. Right. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So... If you think that's bad, just wait. Oh, I'm waiting. So, in 1973, Gacy traveled with one of his employees, a teenager. Okay. A common trend. Yeah. uh, To Florida and to look at property he had bought. Mm -hmm. The first night staying there, Gacy had raped him. Oh, God. And when they got back to Chicago, Gacy beat him in their backyard. And remember, he's married at this point. Yeah. So, his wife was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he basically told his wife that this guy tried to attack him for not paying him for work that he, like, didn't do, and Mm -hmm. he was just defending himself. Okay. Yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah, for real. So then, in 1974, Gacy committed his second murder. Um, Okay, so the one in between was just an assault. He just beat the shit out of him, yeah. He didn't kill him. Got it. Um, And... 
this person is still unidentified. Oh. Um, it is assumed that the same kind of stuff went down and Gacy okay. strangled him and stuffed him in a closet before burying him. That's wow. known. Okay. Uh, however, when the body was in the closet, like, fluids leaked out yeah, of him. Yeah, of course. Um, from the victim's mouth and nose and stained his carpet. So from that point on, Gacy would use cloth rags or underwear or socks mm-hmm. or something to stuff into their mouth so that wow. that wouldn't happen okay. again. Wow. So, yeah. It's like he's learning as he goes. As he goes. Which is disgusting. Yep. So in, in May 1975, Gacy hired 15-year-old Anthony An- Anatucci. Real Italian? Yeah, I was going to say super Italian. <laughs> hey, yo. Anthony Atucci. Um, and in July of that year, Gacy went to his home and they drank a bottle of wine and watched porn together. Okay. Which, like, was a weird thing to do in Maybe general. that's a thing that they did back then. Maybe, but I don't know. still weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but. Yeah, exactly. So, Gacy eventually wrestled Anthony to the ground and handcuffed his hands behind his back. But luckily, one of the handcuffs was loose around his wrist, and he was able to free his arm while Gacy was in another oh. room. Right. When Gacy came back in, Anthony jumped on him and wrestled him to the floor because okay. Gacy was, I mean, because Anthony was on the wrestling team at school. Oh. Got the handcuff key from him and managed to cuff Gacy's hands behind his back. Which is impressive because Gacy is a big fucking guy. Yeah. Like, he's huge. Yeah. So, like, that's impressive. Wow. Um, Gacy was, like, furious, obviously, but he calmed down and he was like, let me go and, like, and, like, I'll leave. Anthony agreed and he left. Um, uh, Anthony never went to the police. Okay. I don't know why. Um, because if he did, like, this whole thing could have been over, but, like, no. Um, that same month in July, uh, the 31st of July, 1975, 18-year-old John Butkovich, um, his car was found on the street with his wallet, jacket, and keys still inside. This kid was an employee of Gacy's and had a few days prior to, like, finding his car with no yeah. him. He had confronted Gacy about being, uh, paid for work that he did. Oh, shit. Um, John's father called Gacy and was like, can you help me look for my son? Like, that right. ran away. And Gacy was like, yeah, Sure. And he even, Gacy spoke to police and told him that John and his two friends had shown up to his house demanding pay, they reached an agreement, and then they left, and that was the last time he ever saw them. Oh my god, that scared me, I don't it's know why. Angela. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> this room's right yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Wow. I think we can all assume that that never yeah. happened. No. Uh, what actually happened was Gacy saw John leaving his car and called him over saying that he wanted to talk to him. He then invited him into his car and back to his house to settle the payment thing. Right. Once at the house, he gave him drinks and did the whole handcuff trick. Uh-huh. Um, Gacy also said that before killing him, he just sat on his chest for a while. What the fuck? Yeah. He did end up strangling him and putting him in the garage. He intended to bury him in the crawl space. However, his wife and his daughter, because he was still married right. at the time... Uh, or married or divorced, but his wife but was still, still was living there. Yeah. Came home early from a trip, um, so he just buried the body underneath the garage. Okay. Where he intended to dig, um, like put a drain in. He was just like, fuck it, put a body there. Just throw, yeah. Okay. Easier. 
Right. Less work. Oh, sorry. I just tapped the thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, crazy part about this whole thing mm-hmm. is that John's parents, for months after their son went missing, called the police over a hundred times and told them to look into Gacy, and they just didn't. Why? Because they're dumb. The police oh in this God. case are so fucking stupid. Yeah. Until they, like, until Gacy admits to it. They are right. so fucking stupid. That makes no sense. Yeah. Because if they would have, they literally would have just had to go Solved. walk into Gacy's house and be like, this smells like there's a dead body right. in here. Let's look right. for it. Yeah. But whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Gacy also said that around this year is when he started going out more and more to have sex with young males. And he started to kill them more and more. Okay. So, he killed the most people in between 1976 and 1978, um, because he no longer had a wife to worry about coming home, so. So, he was able to just get it done. Yeah, and literally, like, there's so many people. Oh, God. So, a month after he got divorced, 18-year-old Daryl Sampson went missing on April 6, 1976, Gacy had pulled his regular deal, murdered him, and buried him underneath his dining room. Mm. On May 14th, 1976, Gacy pulled what he called a double, and this was the first of his doubles. Uh, His double is when he killed two people in one night. Oh. So, he abducted 15-year-old Randall Raffit. There's a lot of names in this that I'm still not sure how to pronounce, but it's fine. That's alright. While he was walking home from school... And then a few hours after, he took 14-year-old Samuel Stapleton as he was walking 14, home wow. from his sister's house. Mm-hmm. They were bur- buried in, like, the same place in the crawl space, oh, so God. that's why they were assumed to have right. been killed the same night. Right. Uh, in June 1976, he strangled and buried 17-year-old Michael Bonin. Okay. It's just, a, it's just like, a list yeah, of fucking I, I people. Tell. It's so bad. Jesus. Um, he then killed four more people in between June 13th and August 6th, 1976, three of which were between the ages of 16 and 17. One of them was an adult, but like I said, when I say adult, I mean like 21-year-old. Um, those victims were 16-year-old William Carroll, 16-year-old James Hackison, 17-year-old Rick Johnson, and then the adult male doesn't, isn't identified. Okay. On October 24th, he pulled another double, abducting and killing friends, um, Kenneth Parker and Michael Morano. Kenneth was 16, Michael was 14. Jesus. On October 26th, he killed another one of his workers, which was 19-year-old William Bundy. Oh. Uh, this is, we're still on 1976. Oh my god. In December of that year, uh, 17-year-old Gregory Godsick went missing. He had been working for Gacy for about three weeks before he went missing. Okay. And, like, the reason why some people don't have, like, stories, I guess, behind it Mm -hmm. is because, like, Gacy remembered certain ones and would tell them, and then, like, other ones you just wouldn't remember. like, yeah, I just killed them. Mm, What the fuck? Yeah. Um, his car was found abandoned by some friends, and his parents had asked Gacy where he could have gone, and Gacy told him that that he ran away. Uh, his parents remembered Gregory said that he was digging a trench of some kind for a drain in Gacy's crawl space. Oh, God. He was later, later found... In that. 
under Gacy's, like, in the crawl space, and Gacy even said that he dug his own grave. Oh my god! Yeah. How terrible! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We finally move on to the next year. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, in January 20th, um, what time is it? It is 9 o'clock. Oh my god. 8.30. 8.30? Alright, that's not bad. Yeah, no, not bad at all. We're okay. doing good, actually. Yeah, I'm only... 47 minutes yeah, in. I thought this bad. was going to be way longer. No, so. and I think you're halfway done. Or more I'm than more half. than halfway yeah, done. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on, what, where was I up to? January, next mm. year. January 20th, 1977, 19-year-old John, S- okay, I don't know how to say his last name because it's S-Z-Y-C. Zick. Zick, you think? I think the S would be silent. The S would be silent? Okay. Yeah. Well, John. Went to Gacy's house because Gacy said he had been interested in buying his car. Okay. He was never seen again. Oh. Gacy admitted to killing him um, in his spare bedroom and burying him in the crawl space. Then he took the car and sold it. Oh, nice. Okay. So he didn't need the car at all. <laughs> Apparently not. Right. Uh, between that time, so January 20th and mm-hmm. March 1977, he killed one identifi- unidentified male and 20-year-old John Prestige, who had worked for Gacy. Okay. Both were found buried in the crawl space. Oh my god. In the early summer months of 1977, he killed two more people. One of them was not known exactly when he was killed and remains unidentified. The other was 19-year-old Matthew Bowman. On July 5th, he had killed him. Wow. Uh, in August 1977, the guy who Gacy sold the car to uh-huh. had been arrested for driving a stolen car because his parents, oh, shit. like, was, like, yeah. car stolen. And when police asked, he was obviously like, no, I got it from, like, Gacy. Like, I don't know. I didn't yeah. know it was stolen. Uh, when the police questioned Gacy, he told them that John had sold him the car in February because he needed money to leave town. And the police looked up the car's VIN number, saw that it was registered to John, who Gacy said, and was like, alright, good enough for me. Oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Um, That's and insane. You'll see Gacy's involved a few more times with the police and just nothing happens. The fuck? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so then on September 15th, uh, 18-year-old Robert Gilroy left to go horseback riding, um, but never showed up. Hmm. Although he was not reported missing until the 27th of September, he lived wow. four blocks away from Gacy. Um, now, this is, like, interesting, mm-hmm. because Gacy had left Chicago and flown to Pennsylvania on September 12th and returned on the 16th. Like, that's okay. a fact. Right. Which means that he wasn't even in Chicago when this kid was abducted, yet he was found oh. mur- murdered and buried in his crawl space. Oh. So, Gacy claims when he was arrested... That there had been other people helping him do the murders. Oh my god. And that would have been one of the cases. What? But nobody else was ever arrested for this because Gacy didn't give names right. and it was never proven that that was a thing that happened. Oh but, shit. But, like, if he wasn't there, how did this right. kid end up Right. What dead? the fuck? Yeah. So, there's that. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So, on September 25th, 1977, 19-year-old John Mowry disappeared, walking back to his apartment. He was strangled and buried underneath Gacy's bedroom. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm, like, speed-running this. It's just kind there's of the same thing yeah. over and, and over again. <laughs> um, on October 17th, 1977, 21-year-old Russell Nelson disappeared from outside a bar. 
a bar was a common place Gacy would get of people course, from. Yeah. Um, he apparently at the time, according to his friends, were looking for contracting work. Mm-hmm. He was found murdered. Of course. Under Gacy's guest bedroom. Jesus Christ. On November 11th, 1977, 16-year-old Robert Winch went missing. He had run away from a foster home. So Gacy, it was thought that Gacy was like, hey, like, I'll help you out because right. you just ran away. Right. He was murdered and buried in the crawl space. Nice. Um, also, like, just like a little side note, I literally wrote, side note, at this point right now in time, I'm sitting here, like, how did nobody pick on what was <laughs> right. going on? What the fuck? Right. Like, they're all so close together, I don't fucking understand. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense. How did they not even think, like, serial killer? Like, that doesn't make any sense to know. me. Like, yeah. I don't know. What? They, like, had, there was, like, n- nothing. It flew right over their right, heads. They right, were, like, mm. directly. Okay. Yeah, they are like, okay. Yep. It's fine. Makes no sense. All right. Interesting. Yeah. What so. the fuck? Okay. Lord only knows. Yeah. So, on November 18th, so this was only, Sorry, like, seven days one. later. Okay. 1977, 20-year-old Tommy Bowling disappeared and was found in the crawl space the fuck he couldn't think to spread them all out (laughs) like what no on december 9th 19 year old david tulsima disappeared after going to a concert he was found and buried in the crawl space okay on december 30th gacy took 19 year old robert donnelly at gunpoint at a bus station gacy drove him to his home raped tortured him and dunked his head over and over again in a bathtub until he passed out. Oh my god. He also said things like, quote, aren't we playing fun games tonight, as he did all of this. Robert even asked Gacy to kill him, because at this point he was in so much pain that he was like, just fucking kill me. And Gacy replied, quote, I'm getting to it. Oh my god. And the reason we know that this is what Gacy said was because a few hours later, Gacy drove Robert to where he worked, left him there, and told him if he called the cops, they wouldn't believe what he said, and he later testified to that in court. Oh, so he didn't actually kill him? He didn't kill him. Oh my god. Which, like, why? Yeah, like, what's like, the point? Like, good, but, this like, This is just why? a game for this man. It's mm-hmm. scary. So, again, this is where the police are the fucking worst. Right. Because Robert did report this to the police, obviously, and when they questioned Gacy on January 6, 1978, he told them that the two had been in a slave sex relationship and that everything was consensual. And the police were like, yeah, sounds good to me. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that was it. That was it. What? Yep. So on February 16th, 1978, William Kindred disappeared from a bar. William's girlfriend actually knew Gacy, so the police think that there was a possibility that Gacy knew William as well. Uh, He was found murdered in the crawl space, and this was the last victim that was buried in the crawl space, quite literally because he He ran ran out out of space. That's insane. (laughs) So on March 21st, 1978, Gacy um, picked up 26-year-old Jeffrey Ringel in his car and once in the car, Gacy chloroformed him, brought him back to his house where he was restrained from the ceiling and raped and tortured. Oh, wow. Gacy would repeatedly chloroform him so he would be unconscious. Right. Gacy then just drove him to Lincoln Park and left him there. Oh, okay. He ended up still being alive. Wow. Managed to get to his girlfriend's house and told the police. And the police were like, 
yeah, okay. And just didn't do anything about it. What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. And then he was- it was never investigated until Jeffrey literally, like, remembered the car that Gacy drove, Uh waited in the area with his friends to see the car again through, like- for, like, two months. Right. And then saw the car, followed it to his house, and then went to the police and was like, this is the guy, this is his house, go do something about it. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, props to them. Right. That's crazy. So then, the police did get an arrest warrant, finally. finally. And he was arrested on July 15th, 1978, for battery, and went... Through trial, but didn't trace, like, face jail time. Right. So after that, he went right back to killing, but there was no more room to put bodies in the crawl space, so he thought about putting them in the attic, however, he was like, bad idea, because decomp, they'll, mm-hmm. not a good idea. Yeah. So he instead, he decided to throw the rest of his victims off a bridge on the I-55 into the Des Plaines River. Okay. So around June 20th, um, no, I'm sorry, around June, 20-year-old Timothy O'Rourke, O'Rourke, or well, how do you spell it? O apostrophe R-O-U-R-K-E. O'Rourke. O'Rourke. That's my mom's, like, cousin's name. So really? Made it, yeah. You know, oh. like, King O'Rourke? Like, the no. car dealership? Oh, no. it's out in Smithtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> um, he disappeared after telling his roommate that he had got a contracting job. Um, he was found not much after he was killed. Right. On November 4th, 1978, 19-year-old Frank Langdon was killed and thrown into the river, and he was found on November 12th. Okay. On November 24th, 20-year-old James Mazzara was, uh, he told his family at Thanksgiving dinner that he had got a contracting job. He disappeared. Um, cause of death was not determined, but he was found in the river on December 28th. Oh, shit. And the last person that he dumped into the river was the person that we started this with, which was Robert Pice. Yeah. Um, so his mom went to go pick him up from work, said somebody got a contracting job. Uh, Gacy later admitted that he had talked with him about what he would do for money, and then he did the handcuff trick. Uh, he said to Robert, quote, I'm going to rape you and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh my god. And then he did what he did, placed a rope around his neck, killed him, and then dumped his body in the river. What the and fuck? And then that was the last known victim of Gacy. Okay, no one. Yeah. But. Um, so his parents, um, uh, oh, okay, so this is like, what happened afterwards. Okay. So, like, we're jumping back to basically the start of okay. the story. So, Robert's parents told the police what happened. The guy from the pharmacy gave the name Gacy. Right. Um, Lieutenant Joseph Koz... It's very Polish. Okay. Konzachetsky? Sounds like it. Okay. Konzachetska? Sounds don't know. good enough it's for me. It's really Polish. Yeah. But... Decided to, he was the one that was like, I'm gonna go fucking investigate this okay. guy. So finally, a Normal. brain within right. the police department. Um, and the only reason he was, like, really, like, I want to investigate this guy mm-hmm. is because his son went to the same high school that Robert went to. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that could have been my son right. type situation. Right. So, uh, Joseph was like, there's no shot this kid just, like, ran away. 
So he was smart and he did a background check on Gacy, and he found that he had the battery charges and the sodomy charge from, like, the 60s. So himself and two other officers went to Gacy's house to question him, Mm -hmm. and he told police that, yeah, he did see Robert, and he did talk to him about a job, but he didn't offer him the job. He only went back to the pharmacy that night because he left his appointment book there. And he was like, yeah, I'll come talk to you at the police station. No problem. But, like, my uncle just died, so, like, I, like, can come later, but not right now. Mm -hmm. And then he said the most ironic line of this whole fucking story. Oh, God. Because the police were like, oh, okay, like, when can you come then? And he goes, quote, you guys are very rude. Don't you have any respect for the dead? Oh my god. Like, bruh, are you kidding me? Like, you're such a piece of shit. I hate him. So, he actually did go to the police station. Okay. And he was questioned again, and Gacy's whole thing about, like, leaving his, like, appointment book at the Mm -hmm. pharmacy, that was all false because the pharmacy owner was like, no, he didn't do that. Yeah. So, the Des Plaines police thought that Gacy was holding Robert hostage in his house. Oh. So, they got a search warrant on December 13th in 1978. Okay. They found some sketchy stuff, which included police badges, a pistol, needles, handcuffs, porn, books on uh, homosexuality, an 18-inch dildo, which, like, where the fuck are you sticking that? Yeah. 18 inches would reach my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. That is, yeah, no. Rather large. It's big. Um, a 39-inch plank of wood with holes drilled on both ends. Okay. Which, if you remember. Mm, Yeah. Um, uh, bottles of Valium, driver's licenses that didn't belong to Gacy, underwear that wouldn't have fit Gacy because he's fat fuck and, like, (laughs) fuck that guy. Um, he, they also found a high school class ring with the initials J-A-S engraved in on it. Okay. And nylon rope. Uh, they took his car, they took his work trucks, the police assigned people to monitor Gacy constantly as well. Okay. So the guy that bought the car from Gacy, remember mm-hmm. that guy? Mike, yeah. His name was Michael Rossi. Mm-hmm. He called the police and was like, just so you know, this guy, Gregory Godzik, disappeared not that long ago, and he was also another employee, um, of, like, Gacy, and, like, also just a side note, another employee of Gacy was found drowned in a river earlier as well. Oh, shit. And if you remember, Gregory was one of the victims. Mm-hmm. So, on December 15th, the investigator got uh, details on, like, the battery charge and talked to Jeffrey Ringel. Right. And he told them what happened, so now the police finally know about that. Mm-hmm. They learned about uh, the disappearance of John Butkovich from Gacy's ex-wife. Okay. And that same day, they traced the ring back to John Allen Zizek. What, how did we say his last name? Zick? Zick. Yeah. Um, that was the one that he took the car from. So by December 16th, Gacy had started to get friendly with the police that were watching him. of course. He would invite them for dinner and for a drink and always be like, ah, I didn't do anything. Um, on the evening of December 18th, he invited the officers to breakfast to talk about businesses and marriage and the whole clown thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and one cop even said that Gacy stated, quote, you know, clowns can get away with murder. Oh my god, why the fuck would you say that if you're being investigated for murder? Don't ask me. So stupid. So that same day, the police searched his car, and they also brought dogs in to smell out the car. Okay. Great pups. Yeah. Uh, the dogs alerted to the scent of Robert in the passenger seat of the car. So, the police interviewed Michael Rossi again. And he told investigators that in the summer of 1977, Gacy had asked him, and then he did, yeah. spread ten ba- to spread ten bags of lime, cement, um, in the crawl space of his house. Oh, God. Uh, so. Wow. He didn't see notice the bodies while he was down there? There was probably, like, concrete already, oh, I would yeah. assume that there was concrete already yeah. over it. On December 19th, Gacy's lawyer filed for a civil suit against the police department, which was set to happen on the 22nd, Mm. but on the 19th, Gacy again invited the police watchman into his home. Mm -hmm. One of the cops, like, started a conversation with him, and the other cops snuck away to go look for Ah, stuff. Ah, good. When he noticed, he was, like, in the bathroom, and he noticed an awful smell, like, the smell of rotting bodies Uh coming from the heating ducts, and it said that the cops that searched the house the first time didn't notice that because the house was cold, but now the house was warm, Mm -hmm. so that was happening. Um, Two other people were interviewed as well during this time, one of whom had also been asked to spread lime in his crawl space. Mm -hmm. And he also dug trenches in his crawl space that were about two feet deep, two feet wide, and six feet long. Okay. Sounds like a good Actual good casket. dimension yeah. to stuck okay. a body in. So, there's that. Wow. On December 20th, Gacy drove to his lawyer's office to go over the civil suit that was supposed to happen. Okay. However, he arrived dishe- disheveled and asked for a drink. Uh, Sam was his was the lawyer's name mm-hmm. got whiskey from his car and when he came back he was like yo like what's up you good um and this is when gacy pointed to robert's picture on the front page of the newspaper and just said quote this boy is dead he's in a river what the fuck <laughs> this man has issues and then he went on to give a confession for like hours and he flat out said, like, this is what I did, these are where most of the bodies are, five more in the river. Oh my god. He also said that he thought of his victims as male prostitutes and liars okay. who he had to kill and he would bury them because they thought that he was his pro- that they were his property. And he was drinking throughout this whole thing. Right. So he ended up falling asleep halfway through the confession. <laughs> take a little break, take a little nap. Literally. <laughs> Um, and the lawyer that he was talking to scheduled a psych, like, evaluation. <laughs> While he was napping? For the next morning. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. And so, literally, like, he woke up the next morning and the lawyer was like, hey, bud, you just confessed to killing the 30 people last night? You have a psych appointment, like, right now that you oh need to go to. Oh my god. And Gacy just shook his head and goes, quote, well, I can't think about that right now. I've got things to do. <laughs> and walked out of the office. And the guy just let him go? Well, yeah, what was he gonna do? Oh my god. He was like, oh, can't right uh, now. I got shit to do. Oh my god. It <laughs> can't kill more people, apparently. <laughs> so, Gacy drove to a gas station, got gas, 
gave the gas station guy a bag of pot he had. Oh, nice. Which then the guy with the bag of pot then just handed the bag of pot to the police officers that were watching <laughs> Gacy. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> he then told the guy, like the gas station guy, Yeah. quote, the end is coming for me, these guys are going to kill me. Mm. Foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah. And then drove to the house of a friend named Ronald Road. He hugged him and he cried, saying, quote, I've been a bad boy. I killed 30 people, give or take a few. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask if there's a number, like a count. There, there is, yeah. Wow. Um, then he was just, like, driving around with different people right. all day. Um... I think he knew he was fucked, so he just wanted to right. go see everything that he wanted to see right. and be with the people be, that he wanted yeah. to be with, because he went to his father's grave that day as okay. well. Um, in doing all of this, uh, like, as he was, you know, whatever, right. the police got a search warrant to search his crawl space purely for Robert's body, like, that's right. who they were really looking for, because the police didn't know at this point that How he many confessed. He had, yeah. right. So, it, um, so the cops that were following him thought that he was driving around and all of this stuff and he was gonna attempt to commit suicide. Okay. So they arrested him for having pot. Oh, Because God. he gave the guy pot. Right. So they were like, well, we might as well arrest him right. for something. yeah. To keep him. Yeah. And at the same time, the second search warrant was presented to him. Um, so... For this war- warrant, right away, they were like, we think Robert is buried here. That's why we mm-hmm. have this warrant. Gacy was like, no, he isn't, but he was like, but there is one young man buried in my garage, but that was self-defense. Oh my god, of course. Self-defense, my <laughs> yeah. asshole. Yeah. What? So, which I mean, like, technically, he was half telling the truth, because Robert wasn't in the crawl space. Right. And there was somebody under his garage. Right. But, like, he just wasn't, like, he forgot to mention the other, like, 30 bodies that were Oh my god. So the police go to his house intending to search the crawl space. They found that Gacy had unplugged his sump pump, so the crawl space was flooded with right. water, but, like, literally all they had to do was plug it back in, right. and it drained itself. Yeah. So as soon as that was done, uh, evidence tech Daniel Genty, Genty, uh, entered the crawl space and started to dig. And, like, two minutes in, he turned around to the cops and, quote, and said, quote, charge him with murder. I think this place is full of kids. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, yeah, just, you should probably do that now. Oh my god. So basically they started digging and they kept finding bones. The first they found was an arm, then a knee, then two bone legs, then a skull. And they basically found bodies, like, one on top of another. Right. Um... They realized that these bodies were too decomposed to be Robert, but they found one body after another, and they were like, okay, we don't have Robert, but we sure fucking do have a lot more people. Right. So on December 22nd, Gacy admitted to a lawyer and to investigators to killing about 30 young males. Um, 33 is the number total. Oh, wow. Uh, 34, technically. But one of them was never found, but Gacy said that he killed somebody. So they okay. put it at 33, Right, though. okay. He referred to some of them by name, and others he forgot their names or just never knew right, their names. Right, wasn't as important to him. Yeah, clearly. Apparently. Um, he said that all of them were teenage male runaways or prostitutes, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he admitted to drugging some of them. He also admitted to having his employees dig the graves, adding that a few of them dug their own. 
And he admitted to planning on pouring more concrete over the crawl space in January, uh, 1997. Oh. 1997? 1979. Yeah, you said 94 before, but it was, like, in the beginning. Oh. But I think, because I was like, wow, that was actually Well, no, he was, he was, did I say 94? I think I meant 49. I think, okay, I think you meant, because I was like, wow, that actually is, like, not too long ago, was, and then you like went yeah. back, and I was like, mm, okay, I'm just gonna ignore it. I probably meant 49. <laughs> yeah, it's my number dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> um, so he admitted to everything that I said before, which is why we know what he did. Right. Um, Gacy drew a diagram of the crawl space to map out to investigators where everybody was buried. Oh God! So he knew. Yeah. Uh, 26 bodies were ultimately taken out of the crawl space, and three were taken from other places. So he's um, at 29. Yeah. Okay. So they at first started labeling the bodies as 1, 2, 3, 4, blah, 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 whatever. They would label the body, the body bag, and then put the same number, like, in the crawl space where they found mm-hmm. them. The bodies were taken to a medical examiner, and with all of them, they tried to determine the cause of death and who they were. Right. Most of them were ID'd using dental records, and we know that some of them still are not identified right. at all. Mm-hmm. So, some of the bodies were buried one above another. A few were buried together. This was thought to be the ones that they killed at the same time. Right. Um, there is, like, a specific way that all these bodies were found, and you can look it up. Like, it says exactly where God. they all were. Like, body, like, 1 through right. 29. Right. Um. Excuse me. That was cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this weird <laughs> hiccup thing. I don't know what it is. Um, by March 16th, 1979... All the bodies that were on Gacy's property were found. Okay. And just a side note to make things even worse, some of the bodies were found with rope around their necks oh still. Oh my god. Or objects, like, in their, like, Ugh. pelvic area. Oh god. Yeah, because, like, it was bones, basically, right. that they found. Right. It was no, like... Yeah. Like, body body, but... Right. You know. Wow. Alright, we're getting to the end. I have, like, two pages Yay. left. <laughs> okay. It's not too bad. No. It's only not yet 9 o'clock. So, one of the bodies were found in the river before Gacy even confessed. Okay. They just didn't know that it was connected. Um, After Gacy confessed, they knew that 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 would be connected, and that was the 30th victim. Okay. Three more bodies were found in connection in the river Mm -hmm. um, after Gacy confessed. And according to Gacy, there was another person that he threw in the river, which would have made five people in right. the river total, right. which would be 34 four people, but no body, so no Who knows? no charge. Right. We don't know okay. for sure. So, there was a trial. Like, did we need one? No, Probably not. not. But, like, there was one, because right. there has to be. Mm-hmm. On February 6, 1980, Gacy was charged with 33 counts of murder. Wow. Prior to spending months doing psych evaluations, uh, he was competent to stand trial. Dang, they didn't find anything wrong with that? Oh, no, they found things wrong with him. (laughs) I was like, what? He for sure found things wrong with him. Yeah, I was like, how? Um, Gacy really, like, during the psych evaluations tried to convince the doctors that he had multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. He claimed that he had five different personalities in him, which was the hardworking one, the civic-minded contractor, the clown, the politician, and a policeman called Jack Hanley, who he called Bad Jack. Mm. 
and he said that he, when he was confessing, he was relaying the crimes of Jack. Okay, so he was this, what's that called? Schizophrenic. No, <laughs> is that the right word? Um, mul- well, it's multiple personalities. Yeah, sorry. Or, well, it's not multiple it personalities anymore. It's DID, dissociative okay. identity. Oh, disorder. yeah, yeah, But, maybe. Basically. That's what he tried to convince them. Yeah. We don't know, though. Oh, true. So his lawyer were like, it was like, yeah, this sounds fucking crazy. Let's try the insanity plea. So they presented it as he had many personalities, and they had three doctors testify that, um, saying that they found him to be a paranoid schizophrenic with multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. The prosecutors were like, no. <laughs> like, they were basically just like, he was sane and, like, in full control, like, right. sorry. Um... And other doctors were like, I call bullshit. And his friends and his workers testified, saying that they, he made them dig drains and spread right. lime in the crawl space. So, like, right. he knew what he was doing. 100%. Yeah. So then on February 18th, Robert Stain testified on how the victims died, mostly by asphyxiation. Okay. And Gacy's defense was like, um, no, he didn't kill them on purpose, it was 33 accounts of accidental erotic asphyxiation. Oh, God. And Stain was like, no fucking shot. Yeah. Like, sorry, but that's not it. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> no. makes no sense. On February 21st, Jeffrey Ringle, you remember him? Yes. Okay. Testified to the torture that he went through, mm-hmm. where during his cross-examination of the torture, he literally threw up because Aww. he was so, like, that's like sad. overwhelmed. Yeah. And was excused from testifying further. On the 29th, the kid that Gacy assaulted in 1967 Mm -hmm. testified about his encounter with him. He also could barely make it through the test, like, testifying. About a week after that, Robert Donnelly, remember him, Mm -hmm. testified about the encounter. As he testified what had happened, recounting what happened, Gacy sat there and laughed at him. Oh, God. Um, during the fifth week of the trial... Gacy wanted a mistrial because he didn't approve of the lawyer's insanity plea and because the lawyer didn't take, like, let him take the stand like he wanted to. Of course he wanted to. And his defense didn't call enough medical witnesses. The judge was like, no. (laughs) Because he talked, like, the judge talked to the lawyer was like, did you, like, tell him not to testify? And the lawyer was like, no, No. he could testify if he wanted to, but, like, he'd just be shooting himself in the floor. Right. Um... So, on March 11th and 12th, the defense and the prosecution made their final arguments and closing statements. The prosecution made a four-hour closing statement recounting everything in his history. Okay. The attorney stated, quote, John Gacy has accounted for more human devastation than many earthly catastrophes. More than, more one must tremble. I tremble when thinking about just how close he came to getting away with it all. Oh, Okay. And the defense still argued that he was insane and basically was all around, like, just, like, he's crazy and the prosecution hates him, so, like, that's, it just shouldn't, he didn't do it. Of course. So, after all of that, the jury talked for quite literally an hour. Oh, well, yeah, of course. (laughs) And found him guilty on all 33 charges of murder and sexual assault and taking innocent liberties with a child in regards to Robert's case. Okay. Um... Side note, mm-hmm. at this point in history, this had been the most murders anyone had been charged for in the U.S. Um, okay. 
But this was the 70s, so Ted Bundy right. did beat, beat that, that literally, mm-hmm. like, a couple years yeah. later, which well, is so fucking sad. Yeah. The 70s were wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the jury, a couple months later, deliberated for about two hours on the death penalty, um, which they did sentence him to death, and he was set to be executed on June 2nd, mm-hmm. 1980. Okay. Um, even though he was set to be executed on June 2nd, 1980, he was on death row for 14 years. What? How the fuck? Yeah. And you were literally just saying- I, yeah. I do not understand death, yeah. death row. Don't so, make sense to me. he appealed his sentence repeatedly, which okay, is why, why he was on death row what? for so long. So he repealed his sentence related to the vid- validity of the first search warrant and for the insanity plea. He was also, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I knew about five of the murders, but the other 28 were done by employees who had keys to the house, and, like, I had no idea that's what they did. Yeah, okay. That delayed the process. Yeah. 1984, they denied the appeal, obviously, Mm -hmm. and the new date was set to November 14th, 1984. Gacy appealed that. Um, The court was like, no, denied it, and then the new date was set to, no, they denied it on March 4th, 1985. Okay. After that, he filed for post, for a post-conviction, he filed for a post-conviction petition wanting a new trial. He and his lawyer argued that, um, the original defense that he had was insufficient. Um, that was also dismissed on September 11th, 1986. Mm-hmm. Again, in 1985, he appealed. They upheld the conviction in on September 28th, 1988. And then his execution date was set to January 11th, 1989. Okay. 1998. No, 1989. I said that right the first yes, time. Yes, you did. <laughs> and then the last time he appealed, he appealed again. It was denied on October, um... October... How many times can you appeal? Uh, I don't know, but he appealed, like, five times. Yeah. In 1993, and then they set the date for his execution on May 10th, 1994, and was like, that's fucking it. Yeah. Like, we're killing How? you. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> like, that's bro. so weird. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just some, like, like, fun execution facts. Okay. Um, over a thousand people showed up outside the execution mm-hmm. place. Okay. We've seen that in the past, yeah. like a fucking sporting event. Mm-hmm. Um, some wore t-shirts that said, quote, no tears for the clown. <laughs> well, no, uh, some people were anti-death penalty, and okay. they held a candlelight vigil for him, which, like, I don't give Bro, a fuck. Bro, he killed 30 people. fuck if you're against the death penalty, yeah. you're really gonna hold a candlelight yeah. vigil so, for a guy. For a murder. Go hold a like candlelight a vigil suit, for, okay. like, the actual 33 yeah. people that fucking died. But right. Whatever, just me. Right. So, Gacy's last meal, this oh, is the I was, I was only gonna thing that I will give credit where credit is due, killed it. Absolutely okay. smashed it out of the park. Right. He had a KFC bucket of fried chicken, okay. a dozen fried shrimp, french fries, strawberries, and a Diet Coke. Interesting. Okay. Killed it. Strawberries getting thrown in there. So. Yeah, with the KFC and shrimp. Yeah. But maybe but he maybe really liked strawberries. Right. Okay. Killed Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they went in to, like, do the lethal injection, but the IV tube got clogged, so they had to, like, you know how, like, they open the blinds to do it? They had to, like, close them. (laughs) Oh, God. Place it and, like, do it all again. 
before reopening the curtains into the room. Right. The whole process took, like, 20 minutes, which was not normal because, like, it's kind of, like, a quick and easy thing. Mm -hmm. There was a reform made from this that, like, to make the process easier. Right. That anybody could do it because they blamed it on the prison, like, people not knowing, like, what to do. Um, allegedly, his last words before they did the legal, lethal injection were, quote, kiss my ass. <laughs> oh my god. Which, like, okay. What the fuck? Um, and John Wayne Gacy was pronounced dead at 12.58 a.m. on May 10th, 1994. Wow. Okay. Which, like, crazy, because that was not that much no. before we were born. No. That, I mean, that was 20... Six years ago. I wonder if, like, our parents remember, like... I don't know. Because my mom remembers Bundy. Really? Yeah. And my mom remembers... What was the one here? Son of Sam? Maybe. Sounds from... Yeah, I think so. I think Son of Sam was here. Yeah. I'm gonna ask my mom tonight Because my mom definitely remembers Son of Sam. But my mom said that she doesn't... She remembers Gacy. I mean, not Gacy. Bundy. But, like, it wasn't here, so there wasn't, like, a lot of news. But, like, right. there that was, like, a big case. Yeah. But I have um, some fun facts Love for you. that. Okay. So his brain was removed okay. after this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And is owned by Helen Morrison, who was a witness for the defense and interviewed Gacy and other serial killers, and she was interested in understanding the traits and personalities of sociopaths. Okay. All right. So that's fun. His body was cremated. He was diagnosed as a psychopath and a sociopath who did not express remorse or regret for his crimes, which I think was pretty That's clear. Damn sure. On like the kiss my ass yeah. situation. Yep. Um, while he was on death row, he would be interviewed, and um, he was asked about like the things that he did. And I encourage you to go look it up because it's real creepy. Because okay. he shows the interviewer how to do the handcuff and the rope trick. And he just, like, talks about it, like, yeah, so this is, like, what you do, you, like, and he, like, literally is holding the rope, and he goes, oh, this is too long, you don't need it to be this long. And then just, like, does it, and was like, yeah, and this is what you do. He what was, like, as that? a Boy Scout, like, I always, like, learn not to I told you, like Boy Scouts! That's fucking weird! But, yeah, and he would just, like, do it, he was, like, he was, like, yeah, and then, like, that's it. What? Yeah, really weird. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would paint in his cell on death row. And, like, I said, I think I said before that I have a sticker yeah. of one of his paintings that he did. Yeah. Because, like, why the fuck not? Right. Jimmy gave it to me? Yeah. Uh, he would paint murderers and clowns, the clowns mainly being self-portraits of him as Pogo or Patches. I hate that. He, <laughs> he sold them um, and claimed that he just wanted to bring joy to other people with his yeah, paintings. fuck that shit. Um... He, they have been displayed at art exposition, like, exhibitions now. Okay. And they were sold from anywhere from, like, $200 to $20,000. But some of them were obtained by the families of victims and burned. Oh. Which, like, good. Right, yeah. And then my last fun fact that I have for you is that I wish they didn't. However, they did demolish the house that Gacy I would want to go there, too. Um in April of 1979. So they oh, demolished like, it, like, right after right they after? took all the bodies out of it. Wow. Yeah. Imagine how haunted that place would yeah. be. Oh, yeah. The 29 yeah. people. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's so scary. So that's John Wayne Gacy. The Jesus Christ. The version, that's, I guess. That's a lot. That was a lot yeah. for me to handle. It's a lot of 
that's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I can say is thank God I wasn't a man during that time because or boy a teenage because boy. that's terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Mhm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. It's like oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like just thinking to myself, how did it take this long? For him to, like, like, 30 people, it should have been maybe five. 30 people, Pops. and, like, in two years, he right. killed, mo- like, all, all of them, yeah. basically. More than, way more than right. half. Way yeah. more than a third. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. I don't understand how that happened. Nobody found out. Nope. And he was in contact with the police, like, yeah. three times. What the fuck? That's... And he let people go, and yeah. they went to the police, and they still Nobody didn't fucking did do anything about it. Which makes no sense to me. I guess they're, like, always oh, they're little boys. They're not gonna understand. The, the 70s, am but, I right? Yeah, yeah, for real. They don't understand. Jeez. My God. Well, that was fun. Was it, though? Yeah. I enjoyed it <laughs> a lot. It was, um... It was a lot to handle, but it was very informative. Because yeah. I didn't even know this... I knew he existed... But I didn't know the extent of what he did, because normally, like, I don't know why serial killers are, like, I don't, like, I don't tend to, like, go towards those podcasts, I go towards, yeah. like, the one-and-done type of people. So, like, I never heard this case. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised I've never heard of it, because it's been around, obviously. Yeah, and, and it's, the like, most talked about, like, for sure. It's one of, like, yeah. I would say there's probably a good, like, like, handful of serial killers that are like right. everybody knows their name mm-hmm. and this is yeah oh yeah household serial killer right. name I yeah. guess Ted Bundy and him those are the ones I hear the most Marilyn basically. Manson yeah I want you to do that one too because I don't know anything about that either that's more like that's like cult and murder and technically I don't really consider Marilyn Man- uh, Marilyn Manson Charles Manson a serial killer yeah I was wondering Marilyn because he, Manson he only killed se- like only I say only but right. he killed seven people okay and like he didn't. I was going. I get Marilyn Manson confused with Charles. Marilyn Manson, Manson is a singer. Yeah, who is not a good person, right? Apparently, he came out as not a good person. Apparently, yeah. Which like I guess makes sense. Right. Yeah. But like whatever. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> it was a long very one. yeah. Sorry. It was a long one, but that's okay. Mine was a little bit shorter last week, so. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's it needed to be told. You know, and, you know listen, I didn't want to do two parts, so I just tried to like speed run right, through it, which is good. And it was like, Spark Notes version, which yeah. I agree. I like that better than like yeah. the long, John drawn out. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, there's really not much more to say about it. Like, no, he killed. Like, I wanted to like make sure that I said all the victims' names because I think that's important. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, they deserve to be the known. ones that we know anyway. Right. Because there's right. who knows? There's five that aren't named right. so plus then who knows if there's any more that we yeah don't know lord about. only knows yeah. if there's yeah. more so wow yeah that was really sad all right well <laughs> i can't anyway. even know i don't even i'm like so drained from that i'm like yeah. wow that's emotionally sad for like every boy involved in yeah. that like okay. to young boys that's like what makes it so well i mean killing anybody is bad, right but, but like, like it, knowing he had an exact type it's like you know that thing that's going around, like, I think it's, like, England right now, where, like, young girls are, like, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen it on TikTok. I don't know what's going on, but I think a young girl was murdered. Okay. Walking home. Okay. And, like, it was, like, they're, like, all, all these young women, like, people, I, th- I believe the police in England are telling young women to, like, stay inside and not go out. Yeah. And the young women are, like, we, like, the girl did everything right. Like, her boyfriend knew where she was going. Yeah. She was wearing reflective clothing. She was walking in. 
and like the people like the women in England are like this is literally like our life like we yeah. can't not sit inside like yeah. it's a whole big thing you should google it I think it's like like they're like starting to like not revolt but like protest against like huh. not like another person that's interesting it's scary and like that's what I think about what these boys could have gone through yeah like if they knew they didn't even know that this was happening yeah like the police like, were like meh right like they had no idea which they were is like, weird. It's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, these girls are like, this girl like was doing nothing and was murdered. Well, England's sketchy though, cause like, don't people get acid thrown on them in England? Yeah, I'm gonna Google if it actually is England. I don't even know. Yeah, I saw like the one thing about the the girl. I don't know how she died, but oh yeah, her name was Sarah Everard. Um, but yeah, so that was just the only thing I was thinking of. Alright, well, I guess follow us on Instagram. FIV Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook. Future is Bright Pod. Email us at Future is Bright Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> we're just spelling it out for you guys. <laughs> I literally feel like we have nothing else to say because we're both like, alright, well, that was really sad. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like I did all the research, right. and you're right. Like, you said this last week. Right. When you, like, read it, it's so much, it hits so much yeah, different it's than, like, like, it's like all shit. Because yeah. yeah. you're not, like, when you're, like, researching, it's like, yeah, I'm reading it. Right. But, like, I'm also, like, doing a job. Right. But, like, when you're reading it, it's like, Oh, like, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, It's true. So now we're both really depressed, and we're gonna go home and go to sleep. Well, I'm gonna gonna go home and go to sleep. She's gonna shower for two hours. So, we're there. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.